Hello and welcome to the Donor Egg Mama podcast for soul-led intended parents considering a donor egg pathway and parents of donor egg conceived children. I'm your host Adele O'Connor, a qualified fertility coach and proud donor egg mama. I'm just an all mum that went on an extraordinary journey to conceive. I hope this podcast helps you in some way to break free from emotional overwhelm, face your fears and find the courage to move forward and bring that baby that's on your heart into your reality. Let's talk openly about our emotions and all topics donor egg IVF. Thanks for listening and enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome back to Dana Egg Mama podcast on episode three. Today I'm going to be sharing with you my thoughts and reflections about conception story from my point of view as a mum of a five-year-old donor conceived child. So what I want to talk about is when should you tell your future child about their conception story? How do you approach this subject? And why it's so important to talk about it? And I think another important thing to start off with is that just recognizing that this story has two perspectives that are very different. There's your reproductive story, which started with your hopes and dreams to have a family, to build a family, and then the fertility journey that you went on, all of the struggle of that, the losses, the time, the finances, everything that was involved in getting you to that this point of using a donor, the difficult decisions that you had to use and what you went through to finally get that positive pregnancy and to finally birth your child. So that is your reproductive story, your perspective. And then there's your child's conception story, which very much belongs to them. This is how they feel about their genetic history, how they feel about coming into the world via a donor, how they feel about how they fit into the family, the obvious differences and similarities, how they have been told about uh, their conception and what that means to them, how it's impacted their life, how it's impacted their emotions. That's your child's conception story. So let's dive into today's episode. This is a topic that changes and evolves. My feelings have changed around this a lot over the years. It's a new area to learn about and we're just starting to learn from donor-conceived adults more and more in their their 20s and older what it's like for them to be conceived by a donor and the impact it's had on their life and emotional health. I'm really interested to hear the perspectives from donor-conceived people and I'm so grateful to them for giving parents of donor-conceived children, young children or intended parents these insights so that we can learn from them and do the best that we can for our children. As an intended parent and as a, a parent of a young child, obviously we've, we've tried to have a child for a long time and it's something that's been on our hearts for such a long time and we've thought you know, very hard about how we want to bring up a child and our values and you know the loving environment that we want to create for our child and the last thing we want to do is cause any psychological harm so to have the gift of insight and um, hindsight from you know hearing from uh, donor conceived adults is it really is a gift and I really am so very grateful to hear all of the stories and I've of course at times it's uncomfortable and confronting to listen to some donor conceived 
adult stories, people that have been psychologically harmed because they they weren't told as a child. They were, you know, perhaps told, well, they found out much later in life as an adult. And so their very foundations have been utterly rocked. Uh, they might have been told in very unfavorable circumstances by another family member or by complete surprise um, via a DNA test or somebody else contacting them who uh, another donor sibling who's perhaps contacted them through DNA testing and it's just been a big surprise sometimes you know once their their parents have died they've they found out and it would make you question so much about your life and your identity and I think that's one of the you know the things that you know obviously I feel so sad listening to those stories and I I really feel for those people and at the same time I'm, I'm so grateful because I think to start with my feelings about using a donor were very much from my perspective I'm just borrowing a cell from a person and that I am extremely grateful to and but my body is building this child along with my husband's sperm however now I understand so much more you know what somebody's genetic history means to them to their identity how it can shape them and you know just knowing about your genetic genetics can help obviously with you know any medical issues in the future and it's just information that you know can be really really valuable to helping you feel more whole you know I understand that my son now you know I've, I used an anonymous donor it was the best decision for us at the time however of course I do feel like I, I do know that yeah there is the risk that my son may feel like he is missing you know part of his um, genetic identity like a, a missing puzzle piece you know to his identity and that is something that you know weighs quite heavy with me and I wish that I hope that I can you know help and support him perhaps I can find out more information for him you know as he grows in the next you know 10 to 15 years perhaps things will change in terms of DNA testing and anonymity I just don't know but I know that I am 100% committed and dedicated to supporting his curiosity and helping him at every stage of his understanding to to be okay with with you know even him grieving that himself you know I will I will comfort him as much as I can and not take it as a not be defensive about it and take it as and just understand that that's that's his his story so I hope that I've gone on a bit of a tangent I hope that makes sense you know I also believe that you know we do what we what we we do the best that we can as parents and it's never too late to repair any ruptures in a relationship yeah I just hope me sharing my my thoughts and reflections around this is helpful to anyone else listening so if this is a subject that's close to your heart I would absolutely love to hear from you and I'd love to delve especially into this subject much further because I think it's you know a really important subject to be talked about and to have honest conversations from all different perspectives so when to tell 100% tell your child 
as soon as they're born. And if that hasn't happened for you, then just tell your child as, as soon as you can, because certainly telling them from as soon as they're born, obviously your baby doesn't can't understand your words however they they will pick up on your energy and it's more about from your perspective at this at this point in time it's for you to practice uh, telling your story it's for you to heal I think it's a really beautiful healing part of the journey to you know when nursing your child and you know talking to them about what you've been through to have to have that beautiful child and how much you love and adore them and all of that you want for their future and telling them about their conception story you know what you had to go through to have this child about as much as you know about their donor the journey that you went on if you went overseas or interstate all the different appointments that you had to have the counseling that you perhaps had to have you know it's just great to practice talking about this um with your with your baby and on a much more you know practical note i i just created a little song about you know mummy's eggs not working and so we need to use a kind donor and then the donor's egg was mixed with daddy's sperm and then we created you and then i would just sing my my um, son's name and yeah, it was it was you know it was a little song I made up and that went on for you know quite quite a while and then as he got older and, and could start sort of asking a few questions then things you know the story adapts and you add in more information as your child gets older but telling from birth and telling from you know those very very early days is a a very healing practice for you. B gets you used to telling your child what you want to aim for is that your child can never pinpoint the exact day time year that he was told or she was told that they just grow up knowing that that is a fact of their life it's part of their you know that's just part of their identity it's completely normalized in your family it's something that's very openly spoken about in your family and so yeah it's it's just a normal part of their their story their life story and you know your child will inquire more as they get older and, and different questions will pop up and you know then you you can add in books as your child gets more interested in books there's lots of fantastic books that you can use which I'll talk about at, towards the end of this episode and and there's websites and <laughs> I haven't got past the five-year-old stage yet so I can't really give the information of you know what a child at eight nine ten eleven twelve feels about about it but I will continue to update you as we go along on our on my podcast journey but what I can say is right now as a five-year-old he's not interested when I bring up the subject, talk to him about it, it's just like, oh, boring. Yeah, I know. I was, I'm, I was made by a donor, and yeah, he's just completely uninterested. However, I, I did make a, a beautiful book, and sometimes I bring that out and show him that. But again, he's just not very interested right now. But I'm sure that will change as time goes on. So I hope that's covered a little bit about when to tell and how to tell. 
just make it a normal and natural part of your family story. I think it's really good to, you know, if you're just at the very start of considering a donor egg pathway or you're you know, in the midst of choosing a donor or going through transfer, whatever it is, wherever you are on your journey, be really intentional from the very start. You know, document your journey, create a me- with the view of creating a memory box uh, for your future child. So I think it's great to, you know, obviously... Yeah, or perhaps take photos of your appointments. Uh, maybe if, you know if you're into doing a, a video, video blog, vlog. If you're into um, writing and journaling about it, you know keep it, keep that that diary. I think it'll be you know it could be really good for your adult future child to read and hear about the decisions and the thoughts that were going on in your in your brain at the time because it's really hard to go back to that perspective you know once you've passed through those stages it's hard to remember all those years ago exactly what you were thinking and your thoughts and your deliberations and all of those things you know I think that's a really important thing to think about and uh, document and you know um, tickets for travel you know souvenirs from the trip that you might have had to go on to create your beautiful child to go for your donor egg IVF yeah some of the even some of the you know, medical medical information any information obviously you have a, have about your donor if your donor is anonymous or open any correspondence that you've had with your donor emails that you might have written I have I've written I wrote a letter to my future baby so that's in his memory box I've written to my anonymous donor I've had an email back from her via the agency which is really wonderful and yeah things that I really really cherish I have a whole profile on my anonymous donor so we've got as much information as possible on a photo of her probably around the same age that he is now so all of these things I cherish and they are part of a a memory box for him and I think it's really important to give context of how a wide range of families are made obviously families are made in all different ways and come in all shapes and forms these days and so to give your child some context is you know is uh, really useful I I've just incidentally found out that you know my son's daycare group there's another well there's at least one mum or um, that's used donor eggs as well there might be others that I don't know of but you know it's it's becoming more more common and one of his little one of his best friends he was conceived by donor sperm so I'm you know really hoping to keep that relationship going because it's just something for him to someone else for him to talk talk to that's being conceived by a donor as well you know as he grows older so yeah creating a photo book is a really wonderful thing I've got a very in-depth photo book for my son I think it's about 80 pages it took me I think about three days like solid days to put together but I'm really really pleased I did it's a beautiful you know memory for us to go through and when my son's a bit more interested I know he'll really enjoy going through it as well and it's you know got kind of the story of us before we had him you know my family members that were really excited for us to create a family you know our briefly our wedding and then the journey that we went on to South Africa to have our child and beautiful photos of that trip uh, photos of me you know about to have my embryo transfer and then 
photos of me you know, waiting in the you know, doctor's appointment room, sorry, waiting room, lots of things like that. Just you know, photos that document the journey in, in real small detail. And then obviously my pregnancy and him being born. So, and the donor profiles in there as well as part of the, the photo book. And some people might even go beyond that and put, you know, photos of the all the all of the failed IVF rounds that you know didn't work for them. You know, all of the syringes that they might have had to have gone through, and yeah, a, a much you know longer journey. We were actually you know really blessed. We didn't have a super long journey. It was four years and just two failed IVF rounds, and then we were advised to go to the donor egg pathway. So it's good to give, you know, give context of of your journey as well. And so why is it important to tell your child? So, you know, when we think about our own ancestry, our own sort of sense of identity, our biology is, is part of our, it shapes who we are. And every human has a right to know about their ancestry and history. So I think it's so important to do you know, to really feel comfortable with your your reproductive history, feel comfortable about how what you ha- what you had to do about you know using a donor to create to have your child because how you feel about it is going to shape your child's feelings about their conception, which of course in turn will shape will have you know uh, impact on their self worth. And the last thing we want to do is create any psychological harm. So I think it starts with us. It starts with our emotions. It starts with how we feel about our concept, our journey, our reproductive journey that we went on to have our child. And if we can celebrate that and feel proud of ourselves and feel, yeah, obviously, you know, so grateful that we were able to find a donor and that the transfer worked and that we've got this beautiful baby when we really lean into that sense of gratitude and appreciation and allow ourselves to feel you know proud and happy about it now I mean it takes time to to grieve and get over all of the losses and in time when you you hopefully come to that place of feeling happy about it yeah these are the this is This is key, I think, to how your child's going to feel about it as well. So if you can be, if you can feel comfortable and happy and proud with the strength that you had to do and the determination that you had to create the the family of your dreams, create a family and the beautiful child that you have as a result, that's going to shape your your child's feelings and self-worth around their conception as well. And, you know, some children that are donor-conceived feel really special, feel that absolute love, understand when they can that their children, that their parents had to go to that extra, extra, you know, degree to have them. But at the same time, there, you know, there can be at the same time, like it can coexist 100% that they totally get that you went to those lengths to have them and they're really, you know, understand how loved they are. But at the same time, they can also still grieve their 50% of their genetics. You know, they can still, if they're, if it's an honest donor like my son is, you know, I'm still anticipating that he might be super curious and it might feel like a loss that he doesn't know about 50% of his genetics. 
doesn't know 50% of his medical history. Obviously, DNA tests are really common these days, so it's much you know easier for our our donor-conceived children to find out so much more about their medical history and their genetics, and yeah, how you support your child in that is it's all very unique and individual journey. I've been sort of toying with the idea of, you know, do I do a DNA test early, you know, before he understands about it to see if I can find any any siblings, any relatives to start so I, you know, have as much information as possible for him or do I wait till he's old enough to make that decision for himself? And I don't know the answer to that right now. I'm still figuring it out and I'll I'll share with you and yeah some more thoughts on that in, a, in another episode now some people will be reluctant to tell and that can be for you know a variety of reasons it could be that you're in a relationship and your partner's not on board it could be that you've got an unsupportive family and you don't know how you know how this information is going to be received by other family members and how they're going to treat your future child who knows you know there's lots of different reasons and there's no judgment around you know whatever people decide they want to do everyone has very unique circumstances and some people you know you just feel like oh I just want to wait for the right moment to tell my child about this I want to wait till they can understand however my feelings are there's never the right moment and my husband he is adopted and he just grew up knew it knowing that he was adopted because his parents told him regularly as from from the from birth all through early childhood he, he can't pinpoint one specific time that he was told and I think that's a really good way to do it you know that your child just grows up knowing this there's no awkward conversation there's no big truth reveal or god forbid another family member throwing a truth bomb exploding you know any exploding this this big secret in the family that's that could be you know obviously very harmful so I understand there is reluctance to tell but my advice is tell as soon as you can and just speak about it often and try and normalize it and it's it's all about you feeling comfortable with it and it is something you know to be proud of at the end of the day the fact that you were determined to have a child you have so much love on your heart to have this child and yes you used a donor and now you're being 100% intentional about putting your your child at the center of of all decisions and yeah to create a, a beautiful honest open supportive environment some people are avoid are reluctant to tell their child because they want to avoid conversations that might lead to talking about sex you might be you've been brought up very conservatively and it's not something you talk about you've been used to talking about in your family and and that's understandable and some people are uncomfortable talking about their infertility and some people are just very private you know really private and they don't want to they don't want their child to blurt it out inappropriately you know it could I have heard of circumstances where a four-year-old's telling the the supermarket assistant that their story of you know I'm donor conceived or they want to do a show and tell you know at their nursery and why not is is my is my thing why not you know if that's what they want to do then fantastic but not everybody is an open book some people do really you know keep their cards closer to their heart and want to 
keep a certain level of privacy. I guess there's that, there's a fine line between your privacy and, and, and that feeling of secrecy. And that's where it can get harmful to your future child if there's a element of secrecy which you know under secrecy could be you know shame or guilt so let's let's work work as a collective to you know work work through those feelings and to be as open and honest as we can with our our donor conceived children and we're you know we're lucky to live in this time you know I'm recording this in 2022 and I think this is very much a a topic that's going to be changing rapidly over the years as more people are donor conceived and more stories um, you know more people are growing up as donor conceived adults and we're we're you know with the internet and Instagram and all the different forums that there are out there we're hearing the voices from donor conceived people which is so um, helpful to people on a fertility journey because we can learn from mistakes made in the past we're definitely hearing from donor conceived people that the best outcomes are when people are told early and by parents who are proud of their journey we're also finding out that people that are mindful and understand from an intended parents perspective a donor is a donor but in your future child's story the donor is a biological donor some people use the word parent that to me doesn't feel right because parenting is a whole different you know has a whole different element to it it's you know it's it's a much more personal thing you to me it, it talks of you know bringing somebody up having you know that that massive input whereas generally the donor doesn't have that input so language is another huge thing to get to get right and I guess it's up to your child what how they want to refer to their donor that is you know that's up to them and let's understand as you know as intended parents as women and men that have been on a huge fertility journey we have to understand the other side of the story that every human has a right to know their genetic history you know there's implications on health issues not knowing 50% of of your genetic history and then of course consent consanguinity hey I said it right is a risk you know it means that I think it's more possibly more in the sperm donor scenarios where one donor could have given you know many many samples to intended parents and there could be a risk of in the same area you know lots of siblings existing and you know coexisting and that there could be a risk of them having a romantic relationship so yeah that's why it's important to have as much information as you can about your your donor so to to minimize that risk for your future child and my yeah my reflections being used an anonymous donor i do feel like i might be letting my my you know my child down by not having that important information about their genetics it's it's hard you know i i reflect on it a lot and you know it's all a balance to me at the time we, you know we we took two years to come to the decision to use a donor and you know you do feel the time pressure not so much from a fertility point of view because you're using someone else's eggs at that point however you know being an older parent I didn't want to waste any more time and I didn't have a known donor and I didn't have the funds either to 
go to countries like the States, for example, where you can, where known donors are more um, available, uh, that came with a very big cost. And so we had to find the balance that what was financially comfortable for us to make that decision and to think that this could you know might not work in one go it might take three goes so we had to we had to weigh it all up and go right this is the right country for us to go to this is the right cost and it's an anonymous donor however we have a profile with a lot of information that we can pass on to our child and that was a decision that we had to make at the time was it 100% the right decision perhaps not I don't know but then we wouldn't have the gorgeous child that we have and you know I just hope that by the time he, you know he might be curious about finding out more about his genetics that DNA tests and even perhaps anonymity rules have changed uh, in the country that we went to by then so sometimes it's not the most perfect decision that you've they've had to make but it was the right decision for you at the time and again you know we have to take a balanced approach that with honesty with a 100% commitment to supporting your child's curiosity of what however they might feel about being donor conceived that you're doing the best that you can you're doing the best that you can at the time and you know you can obviously you could be proactive with DNA testing early early on in order to make inroads for your future charge they wish to find out about the genetics but that's a subject that I'm not quite sure about I know some I do know people that have done that and I know that some people you know err on caution of giving their child's DNA sample without their permission so that's something I'm a little bit hesitant about and I'm 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 still researching I'm still looking into that so yeah I'm just letting people know that it's something that some people choose to do. That's a whole different topic for a whole different episode. <laughs> I think the best that we can do is expect and welcome curiosity about the biological donor from our future children. There's some great resources out there. Um, there's VARTA. There's a Deep Donor Conceived Network, a DC network in the UK. And there's a Instagram profile at donor child Emma Grunberg and she well she tells her story as a donor conceived person I think at the time I'm recording she's around she's in her mid-20s and she is you know completely comfortable with, with her conception story uh, she's very happy she's very balanced she's living her best life and she she noticed that out there you know, in the internet world, there were lots of voices that you know weren't happy about their donor-conceived beginnings, and but there wasn't any voices at all about from people that were happy. So she just wanted to add a little bit of balance to the conversation, and she talks about her her perspective, her perspective as a sperm donor, anonymous sperm donor conceived child, which is really interesting, and I'd love to get Emma on the show at some point in the future to talk about her experiences and her reflections a little bit more and I'm, I'm sure you'd love to love to hear that too and books so there's some great books out there 
I'll just tell you the books that I've got. I've got The Journey to You, an egg donation story by Natalie Hart. Natalie is a lovely lady that I've had some um, contact with. She also went to South Africa the same as me, so we were in the same support forum. Um, She's created a beautiful book dedicated to her son to explain the egg donation story. So that's a really beautiful one that I 100% recommend. Also, The Pea That Was Me, an egg donation story by Kimberly Kluger-Bell. I really recommend this. I use this one a lot with my child when he was around yeah, one, two, three years old. It's a really good, more of a science, scientific explanation that's really helpful. And then The Family Book by Todd Parr, that just gives a, a bigger perspective of you know all different families. And there's heaps of, there's yeah, a lot more books for donor conceived families coming out and out there if you just you know search on Amazon you'll see that there's lots more books out there and it's really finding one that that you like and that's right for you and your family. So to wrap up today's episode I guess I just want to summarize the key points. So the key points are number one tell your child as soon as you can. Normalize it as you're part of your family story and work on your own feelings about your child's conception story and notice if there are any feelings of shame or secrecy or guilt and you know maybe take some time to journal and or get some support to work through those feelings and be mindful that how you feel about it and how you talk to your child about their conception story could impact their own self-esteem and their own feelings about their conception story and understanding and recognizing that there is a massive difference between your reproductive history everything that you went through your perspective and your child's perspective which is I don't know 50% of my genetic history and how they feel about that and questions that they might have and I guess you know, when they are older, and this is something that I'm yet to experience, when they are older and they do question you about it, or if they question you about it, you know, trying not to be defensive about um, any questions that you know might trigger you a little bit, and you know to be prepared for that and to support your child's curiosity, not to if they want to. Yeah, research and find information about their donor if they want to reach out and find siblings or if they want to meet their their donor uh, biological donor that you know let's not take that personally let's not make it be about the fact that they they're not happy with us as parents let's, let's just understand that this is their journey their story and if that's what they need to do then let's support them 100% in anything to do with their conception story and just understanding that this is a really this is part of the journey that that stays with you this you know doesn't go away when you have your child this is something that is always there and you know I guess one of the main reasons you know that I'm I'm doing this podcast is so that I can you know share my feelings and thoughts and reflections about it to have honest conversations with people because you know, I would hate for this to be eating eating away at anybody because there are thousands and thousands of other 
parents out there that are have donor conceived children and we're all you know we've all been through similar things going through similar things so you might feel like you're completely alone and you don't know anybody so I hope me talking about it and just you know bringing awareness to these different areas that it helps you to feel less alone and just to think about these these different things so if you'd love to discuss this further if you'd like to come and join me on the podcast and you know talk to me about your points of view your feelings uh, perhaps you're a donor conceived person and you'd like to you know tell me about how you feel I would love to hear from you perhaps you're an intended parent and this is something that's you know really um, bothering you or you know you have a completely different perspective about I'm really open and would love to hear uh, people's feelings about this subject so please get in touch you can get in touch with me via my instagram just drop me a dm at donor egg mama or my contact details will be in the show notes along with any links to the books that i spoke about and anything else so i look forward to speaking to you in the next episode and until then take care Dear listeners, if you enjoy this episode, you might want to join my free Facebook group called Donor Egg IVF Emotion Support. It's for attended parents considering a donor egg pathway. There are beautiful people there from all over the world, and I'd love to see you there too. If you're interested in connecting or finding out more about the online courses that I offer, all the links are in my show notes. Sending love and bye for now.